Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God bless you, family of God. Once again, it's your brother, DJ Sam Rock, right here on The Blaze, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Welcome back for the 10 p.m. live Bible study. Um, if you can't get to us live, just join us at soulwinnerswithaz.org. That's www.soulwinnerswithaz.org. You can check us out on the iTunes, the iHeartRadio, the Spreaker, MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, and um, the Stitcher app as well. Um, many apps around on the internet world tune in as well, um, the TuneIn app. And we're growing in other applications, and I'll be making those announcements soon. But let's get into the word because um, I really understand what's the problem with Christianity. I know a lot of people, when I say I'm a Christian, they have a lot of problems with Christianity. Um, but my question tonight is, but what about Jesus? You know, I heard it said um, that Gandhi uh, read the Gospels and he was like, man, the, the Christians, the God of the Christians, Jesus? I'm okay with him, but Christians, I'm not. And I, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say it exactly like that, but that's the whole idea behind what he said. But I'm saying tonight, I agree. I understand your problems with my Christianity, but I never could understand. No one has, no one, let me just put it like this. No one has ever told me that Jesus was bad, that he was phony, that, um, you know, he... He was just a horrible person, a horrible man. Uh, people try to say that he's not God and they deny his deity and he was only the son of God. I hear that. But no one has ever came to me and says, I'm not a Christian because Jesus never proved it. Or Jesus, um, you know, was a, a horrible person or Jesus was a liar or ne I never heard that. I've been a Christian for over 15 years. I've never, maybe you heard that. Amen. If you want to share your testimony on what you replied back, or if that's you saying it, it's okay. Um, you could also uh, contact me at uh, radio at soulwinnerswithaz.org. Share your testimony. Put on the a subject line, um, Bible study, and I'll read it right away and get back to you. We can discuss that too. These Bible studies are geared for all those who are willing to listen. In other words, if you're not a Christ follower, if you're not a Christian, uh, it's your choice. It's all about choice. It's all, a, it's all a heart issue, right? So anyone can hear these Bible studies. You could come up with your own decision based on the Bible readings, based on the commentary that you hear from me, based on what God is telling you, speaking to you right now, because I believe God could speak to everybody all at once with different messages. But I believe it's also all the truth. Every time God speaks, I believe it's all the truth all the time. And every time that he speaks is the truth. So let's pray because there's people out there listening 
that I know that you you really have a problem with Christianity. You have a problem with the Bible. You have a problem with believing other Christians. You have a problem with the church of God. You have a problem just um, looking at people and you're calling them hypocrites. You're saying that they're not real, this, that, and the third. And you already made a big decision about why you're not a Christian. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to help us in this area of who you are. Because, Father, without knowing who you are, we will never find out who we are, Lord God. I pray for every single listener that if they have any uh, type of feelings against Christianity, Lord God, that you would come alongside of them right now by way of your Holy Spirit and you would embrace them with the love of God and show them the reason why we're called Christians is because Christ Jesus did it all. Father God, I come against the spirit of religion Religion that says, do, do, do. And I come with the peace of God that says, it is done. It is finished by the finished work at the cross of Calvary by none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. So I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Bless every single listener financially, health-wise, Lord God, supernatural increase in all areas of their lives that will touch them and overflow into their families, into generation to generation, and they will leave a legacy of love and grace and mercy in the name of Jesus I pray this by faith amen so that's 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 what we're going to go after tonight amen I want you to know who Jesus is Christianity okay there's so many forms of Christianity I understand the denominations people say the history of the church is all screwed up there's this and that there's that you know people were killing um other um worldviews in the name of Christ. I understand the Crusades. I understand that. I looked at the history. It's all jacked up. Christian, The Christian history is all jacked up. It has people that were false prophets, false teachers, taking advantage of this, Reformation, um, you know, all kind of stuff. False prophets. I understand. It's in the scripture. It's in Christian history. And you have a big case, right, of why you're not a Christian because Christianity is not all what is um, wrapped up to be. But my question still stands. Have you ever sought out Jesus? What about Jesus? Has he um, did you wrong in any way? Has he ever failed you? Has he ever told a lie? Has he ever said something that never proved that he never proved? You know, the easiest way to get rid of of all Christianity, one of the easiest ways just to um, find the remains of Jesus. Because he didn't say that he was going to die, be buried, and spiritually raised jesus christ said i'm going to get crucified on the cross get buried and on after the third day i'm going to rise bodily like he's his body that was on that cross was going to rise after the third day if he would have just said i'm going to spiritually rise wow that would have been a big problem uh either way because then you would have saw jesus his body decaying and all his followers would have been like oh he said he was going to rise spiritually i think that would have been an easy way out but Jesus being God in the flesh, he flipped the whole script, changed and rocked people's paradigms by saying he's going to resurrect bodily, that he was going to come back bodily. And he did. I beat this dead horse about investigating the claims of Christ for yourself. I've probably said it hundreds of times throughout the years, because what's going on is that social media is driving cultures and saying, yeah, that's that's not real. And this is real social media you got um people just talking oh yeah there's errors in the scriptures and i noticed they never show me one some guy came up to me one time years ago and says there's plenty of errors in the in the bible plenty of contradictions in the bible i just so happen to have a bible not in the bible app 
I had a, a physical Bible, like the book, the Bible. And I just handed it over to him and said, can you just show me one? Oh, it's in there. It's in. I said, just show me one. No, it's a lot. Just show me one. And to this day, not one person could show me a scripture or a mistake or ever. Um, mind you, and I'll admit it because I've seen it with my own self. You know, we ordered some Bibles at church one time. We got a whole batch of Bibles and they were out of the books were out of order and they were typos. Don't know. Don't ask me how that happened. Um, but I'm not talking about that type of error. I'm talking that's human error. I'm talking about people are saying the scriptures were all made up um, by a group of people that got together to form a God because we didn't want to uh, face death or we couldn't um, come to a conclusion of what happens after death. So people say that Christians or believers in God made up a book and put all these things in it um, to to make it okay for us to die and then we gave ourselves eternal life you know there's a big problem first of all and i'm not gonna stay right here i'm just gonna move on but the biggest problem with that if you believe that and i say this with all respect um no one's living 1500 years old if you know somebody that's over 1500 years old because the bible consists of over 40 authors and has over 1500 years of history so from genesis to revelation even though genesis is not the uh, first book of the Bible chronologically, I believe it's Job. But anyway, 1,500 years, over 40 authors and people are going around saying, and if you believe this, I just, I'm just i saying it humbly, you're believing that people got together in 1,500 years? Um, so that means the person who started and the person who finished it met each other 1,500 years and made up a God that suits our own need? That's hard for me to wrap my mind around because if I would have created the Bible, like if I if I had something to do with it, I would create man over God, not God over man. Why would on heaven's earth would I want to create a situation where I as a human had to bow down or to give authority or to give honor, worship and praise to someone higher than me if I wrote the Bible. It wouldn't make any sense, would it? If I wrote the Bible, I, mankind, would be the main thing. We would have all power, all wealth, all authority, all health. Everything would be our at our hands. Yet the scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Already in Genesis, the scriptures say that there was someone higher, a supreme other, someone above, someone with authority, power, majesty, someone that could forgive sin, someone that could offer us eternal life. And human beings were way under that. The Bible says it was God creator, what he created, angels in heaven and all that. And then just below that, uh, right, mankind. Or you could even flip that if you want to say that mankind is higher than the created angels. You know, you have to prove that. But either way, God is on top. And if men wrote that in the scriptures, we kind of like put a nail through our own foot. It doesn't make any sense. It makes more sense to believe how the Bible was written with the history and all that, the prophecies, the history, um, the places that you can go to right now after all those years, 1,500 years of history, you could go to certain places right now and 
see the place where the scriptures is talking about, like literally now, except for one that you will never find, Sodom and Gomorrah, because God wiped that out. And some other places that he wiped out and some places that he cursed and are still cursed and everything around the places that Jesus cursed, like that fig tree. When you look at that place that he cursed, that fig tree that he cursed is ruins and everything else around it is built. Coincidence or make believe? Really? That's wow. And to say that there's no God means that you are all knowing. So in other words, you're saying you are God. The only reliable sources of information regarding the life of Christ Jesus on earth are the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which present in historical detail the words and the work of Christ in so many different ways and aspects. Christ Jesus, the word Christ, um, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I've actually met people that thought Jesus was his first name and Christ was his last name. Um I pray that I'm not I'm really not being sarcastic, but I'm just here to tell you that Jesus is not his first name and Christ is not his last name like that on the way we know first and last name. Um Jesus, uh, you know, the anointed son of God, um anointed of God and Christ uh it's a Greek translation of the word that's rendered Messiah. Christ means Messiah, so he's the anointed servant of God, the savior, right? So it's not, you know, so just in case you thought that it's okay because we all learn. I, I never knew with the book of Job. I always thought it was job. So I understand that when you're learning something new, um, it's just a learning curve, a, a process. Amen. So I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying that I met people that actually thought um, that Jesus was his first name and Christ was his last name. But Christ it's anointed. The Greek translation of the Hebrew word rendered Messiah. The official title of our Lord Jesus occurring, get this, occurring 514 times in the New Testament alone. <laughs> it denotes that he was anointed or he was set apart, consecrated to his great redemptive work. As listen to this, as prophet, because people say he's just a prophet, but it doesn't stop there. As priest and king of his people, he is Jesus the Christ. And now let's look at the references in the scriptures. Acts chapter 17, verse 3. He was explaining and proving the prophecies about the sufferings of the Messiah and his rising from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. Now, you say that right now in any marketplace right now, people will laugh you out of the building. Be like, Jesus, the Messiah, who is Jesus? Well, that's a good question. And guess who asked that question to his disciples? Jesus asked that to his disciples. Who do you say that I am? Because Jesus knew people were saying he's, oh, the prophet Elijah, he's this, he's that. There was only one apostle that said, you are the living son of God. You are the Christ and then Jesus said, flesh and bone didn't give you that information. You got the information from heaven above. You got the information by the Spirit of God. So that proves, and it takes a load off of any Christian's back, that we don't have to prove, we can't prove that Jesus is exactly who he says he is, God. That is the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God proves that he is exactly who he said he is. Now, somebody just wipe off your the sweat of your forehead and be like, man, I'm glad I don't have to be the one convincing. Because if I could convince anybody about all this, what I'm talking about, myself and my own power, then somebody themselves and their own power could get you right out of that process of thinking. You don't argue people into the kingdom. The kingdom of God is ready for those to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but that's the power of the Spirit of God that draws all people to Him. My job is just to sow seeds like a farmer, sow seeds in my Jerusalem, my Judea, my uh, you know surroundings. Amen. All over where I go, just to spread seeds of love, grace, mercy. You know, even a kind word is spreading eternal seeds. Because nowadays, if somebody argues against what I believe. Some people want to argue, rip out the Bible, which makes no sense to me because they're just telling, they just told you. We have to listen to people. As Christians, we need to listen. If somebody goes up to you and tells you, I don't believe in God, um, there might be a high, uh, a high percentage of their way of thinking or a high uh, chance that they don't believe in the Bible either. I've seen so many brothers and sisters say, what? You don't believe in God? Look at the Bible. It says it right here. Um, we need to learn how to listen. Because we don't know where people are. We don't know what they're coming out of. We don't know if they were attacked um, by a church member before, um, not getting shown love. And there's so many situations. Um, but let's move on because there's so many situations. We just have to learn how to listen more. And that, I'm speaking to myself. Trust me. Because uh, sometimes I can Bible thump too. Acts chapter 18, verse 5 says, And after Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent his full time preaching and testifying to the Jews, telling them, The Messiah you are looking for is Jesus. Now, go up to a Jewish person right now and say that the Messiah you're looking for is Jesus and tell me how that works out. Um, because they don't believe that Jesus is Messiah. Only time you see a Jew that believes in Jesus as Messiah is when they're uh, born again Jews, or uh, we call them uh, Jewish Jews that believe in Jesus. It's a word for it. I'm drawing a blank right now. But they're born again. And now they have the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God testifies to them that Jesus is the Messiah. Right? That he is the Messiah. So Matthew chapter 22 verse 42. And this is one of the gospels that I was telling you about. That it has uh, so much information. Um, reliable information. That Jesus is exactly who he says he is. Matthew 22 verse 42. Jesus speaking. He says it like this. I'll back up to verse 41. Then surrounded by Pharisees. Jesus asked them a question. Pharisees, of course, are the religious people of Jesus' time um, that um, knew the law back and forth, like the back of their hand. 
uh, Pharisees, I believe, um, believed in the resurrection. And I think Sadducees did not. Hopefully I didn't get that backwards, but there were two sects, S-E-C-T-S, of believers, religious people. It was Pharisees and Sadducees, and they had a problem with Jesus. So they, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? That's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, he's the son of David. Jesus responded in verse 43. Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, because if you look at the Psalms, David did say, don't take the Holy Spirit away from me. So the Holy Spirit evidently was in the life of David, right? He knew who the Holy Spirit was. Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, call him Lord? For David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Verse 45, since David called him Lord, how can he be his son at the same time? Shout out to all my Jehovah's Witnesses that say, you see, how can he be the son at the same time and Lord at the same time? That was a form of a question that Jesus Christ himself asked. Yet people are taken out of context and asking the question like if it's something bad. Jesus asked it, not man to Jesus, but Jesus to man. You could cross-reference this in Psalm 110 verse 1. No one could ever answer him, the Bible says in verse 46. Um, and after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. I would have been like, whoa. That's loaded. And how am I going to get out of this? Jesus shut it down with a question. Amen. Jesus asked that question. So anytime that you're approached by a religious cult um, like Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons or whatever, and they go around saying, well, Jesus is the son of God, not God himself. Remind them who asked that question. It's not that man is asking God the question. God asked man that question. So we need to grab that truth back and put it back into perspective and put it back into how it was intended to be in order and in um, the right way of reading it. The anointed one, that's who Jesus is. King of his people, he is the Christ, the anointed one. He is thus spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. Look what the prophet Isaiah said probably 800 years or so before Jesus stepped on the scene. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has appointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to announce that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. What did Jesus Christ come to do? Well, people say Jesus Christ came to condemn the world. Jesus Christ came to punish the world. They obviously didn't read the scriptures. And if they did read the scriptures, they just forgot to read this. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah 61.1, the Greek version reads, and the blind will see. And the blind will see. Jesus did all that. Jesus came as a sovereign Lord. Jesus came and he was appointed to bring good news to the poor. He was sent to comfort the brokenhearted. He was sent to announce that captives will be released and prisoners will be set free. And the blind people will see. He, he didn't only say it. Jesus Christ didn't only say it. 
He demonstrated that work. He did it. Like my daughter says, I did it. I did it. He did it. And not only did he did it, he said, it is finished. He didn't say, I'm finished. Imagine if Jesus on the cross said, I'm finished. I'm out of here. No, he said, it is finished. The work that he was sent to do, what he was anointed to do, was finished. And he's coming back very soon. That's why I'm so amped up about what the word is saying in our times. You might be having issues with Christianity. And I understand that. Um, that's a whole nother Bible study. And that takes longer, right? To come against a whole belief system than it is to come against the one Lord Jesus Christ. Because we, we everything narrows down. If you look at every single religion-ism out there, it all narrows down to who is Jesus. Christianity is the only belief system, worldview. If you want to call it a religion, you could call it a religion. But it's the only one worldview, belief system that says Jesus is God. Look it up. Every other religion around the world says that he is just a prophet, just a man. Some religions even go as far as say he never existed, which is incredible because there's so much evidence that he existed. There's more evidence that Jesus Christ existed than there is evidence that George Washington existed. It's amazing. Eyewitnesses and just writings and all kind of stuff to back up the claim of the Lord, the historical Jesus Christ. So the anointed one, he is thus spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, and he's also spoken of by Daniel. Yeah, Daniel spoke of him. Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 26. Daniel 9, 24 to 26. The Bible says, a period of 70 sets of seven. Now, what is that? Uh, he In the Hebrew, is 77s. Now, you have to do numerology and look that up. I don't have time to go through all of that. But a period of a long time, sets of seven, has been decreed for your people and your holy city to put down rebellion, to bring an end to sin. You, you need to like underline that if you have the Bible in front of you or highlight it. To bring an end to sin? That's huge. What do you mean to bring an end to sin? To atone for guilt. To bring in everlasting righteousness. To confirm the prophetic vision and to anoint the most holy place. People say, well, I don't go to church, so this doesn't apply to me. Well, if you're in the scriptures, in the word of God, you'll notice that when church is spoken of or a place of worship is spoken of, holy places, it's about people more than it is about structures. In the New Testament, we are the temple of God. Old Testament, they were trying to build uh, something to house the presence of God. And we all know that no human hand can construct something big enough to contain the presence of God. Yet he flipped it and said, I'm going to dwell in every single believer. Personally, that's why it's more of a relationship than a religion. That's why it's intimacy in a, in a Christian belief, because God loved us first. And if he was just by himself and didn't need us. Or need the creation. He doesn't really need us. But he loved. Who was he loving before he loved us? Think about it. That's why it's a triune God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There was already a communion. There was already uh, a trinity involved. Because then he was already loving. God is love. Who did he love before us? And that brings up the point of the triune God. Okay, 
24, uh, 25. Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven. What does it all mean? Hebrew, 77s plus 62 <laughs> sevens. You have to do numerology um, to look that up. But what I'm saying, it's a, it's a span of time. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses, despite the perilous times. It's a prophecy. And it happened, ladies and gentlemen. It happened. So the anointed one, spoken of by Isaiah, Daniel. Daniel styles him as the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The Messiah is the same person, listen to this, as the seed of the woman in Genesis chapter 3. The gospel was already introduced in the first book of the Bible. People miss this all the time. I missed it before, um, you know, when I was a young Christian. I missed it. I used to read it and never see the gospel message in the book of Genesis chapter 3. But let's show you right now. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. From now on, you and the woman will be enemies and your offspring and her offspring will be enemies. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. He, the one above, will strike the head of the serpent that will only strike the heel. So that was already a prophetic utterance of what was to come. God over the enemy because there is not a battle between God and the devil. The battle has already been fought and God won. God is victorious. So we're fighting a defeated foe. If you're a Christian or Christ follower, we have a common enemy. All of us do as Christians. It's the enemy. Our worst enemy, though, it's not really him because he's defeated. Our worst enemy is ourselves. I was watching um, the Creed movie, a boxing movie, and it's called Creed. And when he was being trained by Rocky Balboa, he said, look at the person in the mirror. When you throw a right hook, make sure you get out of the way. At the same time, you throw a left, get out of the way. He said, because the greatest battle that you'll ever fight or the greatest fight that needs to be won is the fight between you and yourself. Isn't that amazing? You could preach on that. So the Messiah is the same person as the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham uh, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18 says, and through your descendants, all nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me, obey God. And what happens? You will be blessed. And not only you will be blessed, but your descendants will be blessed. Oh, man, I'm fighting a big fight. And it's for my family to all get saved. Think it's possible? How many people think it's possible? I do. So we're going to stop it right here. We're going to continue about, you know, understanding about your problems with Christianity. But my question still stands. What about Jesus? God bless you. God keep you. And until the next time, remember always, you don't learn anything else but this. It'll be all worth it that God is good. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.